Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's up, champs? Welcome into the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Derek Bordeaux. You can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore DRock. Just wrapped up the Monday night football game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. What a crazy, crazy ending to that game. Darren Waller's on pace for 5 million targets. Love to see it, man. Took a while for those receivers for the Raiders Ra- ah, for the Raiders to get going, but man, did they ever! So great game. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So uh, yeah, on the show today we have the fantasy triage where we discuss this week's biggest injury news and how you should react moving into the next week. And then I'll dive into all of my waiver targets for week two. But before we get into the triage, go ahead and give the show a follow on all on all of our social media. Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. All the links are in the description. So get down there and give us a follow, man. All right, let's jump into some injuries. So assessing the situation, mm-hmm. are they breathing? No, Rose, they are not breathing. And they have no arms or legs. No, that's not part of it. Where are they? All right, so we're going to talk about some injuries real quick. I got a couple. I've got six. Six injuries to talk about. Um, we'll start with the major ones. We got Jerry Judy, high ankle sprain, likely out four to eight weeks. Uh, if you see, if you saw the injury happen in real time, it looks like he broke his ankle. It really did. A defender fell on the outside part of his ankle and bent it. It was just a nasty injury. Um, best case scenario, he comes back late October. Uh, it's not season ending just because it's a sprain. It wasn't a, a clean break, so. That's good news for Jerry Judy. Bad news is he'll be out four to eight weeks, and he was a guy that was on my champ squad uh, in the offseason, and, you know, it sucks to see it as a guy I planted my flag on, but, I mean, he was torched in that defense before he went out with the injury, so I'm not I'm not scared off of Jerry Judy at all. Hopefully he comes back soon. All right, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback for the Washington football team, hip subluxation. All right, that's a... Fancy medical term for uh, Tua's injury at Alabama, just a little bit more minor than Tua's was. Uh, he was placed on short-term IR. We'll miss him in three weeks. Still waiting to see if this could be season-ending. You never really know with these kinds of things. So monitor this one closely. This obviously hurts or dings uh, pass catchers in this offense just a little bit. Uh, Taylor Heineke will have to see how he plays, but he looked pretty good. So... Um, kind of sucks for all of your, uh, Terry McLaurin and Terry McLaurin shares. And, uh, I mean, they should lean on Antonio Gibson. So, you know, we'll see. All right. Running back for the 49ers, Raheem Mostert chipped knee cartilage. All right. This is not expected to be season ending either, but he's headed to the IR and will be out for a minimum of eight weeks. Raheem Mostert's got paper knees, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks to see cause he's such a good player and he's got, he just has to stay healthy. So he's going to be out for a few weeks and that kind of, 
I don't know. It doesn't really clear up the running back situation because Sermon was a healthy scratch, and you know they started uh, Elijah Mitchell. So you know we'll see what week two looks like. I'm probably not going to start any of them, at least in week two. We'll see what week three has in store. All right, three minor injuries. Antonio Gibson, uh, mild, mild AC joint sprain. Um, he, they have a short week this week. They play on Thursday night football. He probably won't practice this week. He did log a limited practice today on Monday, and this is just something to monitor very closely. He probably won't practice the rest of the week, like I said, uh, but just keep. He may, may even be a game time decision. Let's just see what what happens. Monitor practice reports and the pregame reports closely. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. ACL recovery still not a hundred percent coming off that ACL injury from last season. I don't expect him to be fantasy uh, reliable for fantasy managers for a few more weeks. For me, this is a I have to see it. I have to see him on the field and healthy and producing for me to trust him in my lineup. So, if you have OBJ, I would strongly consider um, not playing him um, if you can. Okay. All right. Last one to talk about Joe Burrow left the game with an injury to his surgically repaired knee. Uh, the knee brace he was wearing was believed to have helped avoid serious damage. Monitor this one closely. Um, you know, everything seemed fine. He was on the stationary bike for a little bit during the game. So hopefully nothing comes of this and he's, he's just healthy, but man, that offensive line, man, they gave up five sacks. Not good. Not good for a guy who has a uh, surgically repaired knee. So, all right. So those are the injuries of the week. Just monitor practice reports very closely and check back with us for any updates. You know, we'll talk about more news and notes on uh, Thursday's show and definitely give you some updates on the Saturday siege episode that will come out this weekend. All right. Let's jump into some, uh, let's do some waivers. Some waiver wire targets for week two. I got a bunch. I got a. I got a pretty extensive list here. Uh, I'll talk about each position group, and we will. Uh, we'll go through each position group, and then I'll have. I have a small list of guys that are on my radar for week two. So let's jump right in. Let's start at the quarterback position. I got Jameis Winston down. Uh, he's rostered in less than fifty percent of sleeper leagues, and. You know, he had a five-touchdown game, and I think he's a viable streaming option. Uh, so, you know, if he's going to be trusted like he was by Sean Payton to throw in the red zone, which he was, and, you know, he had five touchdowns. He only completed, I think, 14 passes. So, uh, love it. Give me Jameis Winston. He's, he's Remember, he was a guy who was a top-10 quarterback just a few years ago. So, he definitely has that upside. We just have to see... Um, you know how that's how this all shakes out, but definitely uh, add him to your roster. I'd be willing to submit uh, probably about eight to ten percent of my fab budget. So, um, yeah, whatever that shakes out to. So, if you got a hundred dollar uh, budget, maybe a you know eight to ten dollar bid. If you have a hundred fifty dollar budget or two hundred dollar budget, maybe a little bit more, probably about fifteen bucks. So, 
But we'll see. I mean, Jameis Winston is, you know, a streaming guy. You're not going to start him every week, so you got to look at the matchups and play them accordingly. So, I mean, this was a tough matchup on paper, so he played really well against a team that they should have lost to. All right, Teddy Bridgewater is the next guy on my list. He is rostered in only 16% of sleeper leagues. He gets Jacksonville and the uh, New York Jets the next two weeks. Solid matchups. I know he just lost Jerry Judy, but he does have reliable uh, guys that he, or guys that can step in and, and fill that role for him. So, and he looked good, man. Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good. And, uh, you know, I'd be willing to pick him up and, and play him if you need to in a pinch, uh, especially with the matchups next two weeks of Jacksonville defense, who just got torched by um, Tyrod Taylor and then the Jets defense then the very next week. So stash Teddy Bridgewater. Stream him if you need to. Um, I'd be. I, I would not spend eight to ten dollars. I'd probably spend a little bit less, but you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, just for he's just a streaming quarterback. Like this is not a uh, you know a breakout star. So all right, let's move to some running backs. I've got uh, just got a couple guys here. Number one, uh, Elijah Mitchell, probably the biggest uh, waiver claim uh, of this week uh, across the board for you know pretty much anybody that you listen to is going to say. Pick up Elijah Mitchell. He's rostered in only 6% of fantasy of uh, sleeper leagues. This is a stat line from Sunday afternoon. 19 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Listen, if Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch, and if, if he comes back in week two and dominates the touches, then fine. But Elijah, like you, I want to get a piece of this offense if I can. So... Um, you know, if, if Sermon's not ready to go and Mitchell starts, I mean, you got a, you got a reliable RB two, uh, or not, maybe not reliable, but you have a guy that you could spot start if you know, he's going to get to work. So, um, yeah, the, as far as how much I would spend on him, that's kind of tricky because, you know, first initial reaction is to, okay, I'm going to spend 30, 30 to 35% of my budget. I'm just going to go all in and try to get him. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Trey Sermon being there, third-round pick, healthy scratch. It's not like he was, you know, inactive due to injury or illness or anything like that. So Trey Sermon could come in and dominate the the touches next week. So I would not recommend spending more than maybe 20% of your budget on Elijah Mitchell. That might not get him because people are going to overreact and overpay. So this might be a guy that you... It's either you're gonna over you're gonna overpay for this guy, and it's not gonna work out, or you're gonna you know pay a fair amount or bid a fair amount, and you're not gonna get him. So it really, I guess, it's really just uh, team dependent. Like, what does your roster look like? Do you need a running back? If you need a running back for this week, maybe I'd be willing to drop thirty percent of my fab budget on Elijah Mitchell. But uh, again, it's all team dependent. So, all right, the next guy, James White, rostered in forty one percent of sleeper leagues. James White, four attempts, 12 yards. That's not what I'm looking for, though. It's the seven targets, six catches, 49 yards. This, um, his value went up when Cam Newton was cut, and so did the value of um, Damian Harris as well. But James White is a reliable pass catcher. He has been for years in this offense. And seven targets, six receptions, 50 yards. Like, if he adds a touchdown, he's, he's absolutely somebody you start every single week. So... Pick him up, and I actually have him in one of my leagues, and I might 
be starting him next week. I do have Rojo in that league as well. Not exactly excited about having Rojo in my starting lineup, so maybe James White makes an appearance, but I would absolutely spend some money on him. Probably eight to ten bucks, depending on how much your uh, how much your budget is and what your team looks like. But uh, he's definitely a guy that I would want to have on my roster. All right, the next one. Take a look and see if Tony Jones is on the on your waiver wire. Only rostered in 33% of sleeper leagues. He had 11 carries for 50 yards, no touchdowns, but he looked pretty good running the ball behind Alvin Kamara. And if anything happens to Kamara, Tony Jones could easily be an RB2 rest of the season. I don't know if he could be an RB1. I don't know if he's as good as Kamara just yet. I mean, obviously he probably isn't as good as Kamara, but if he's thrust into the starting lineup, starting lineup, is he a guy that could be an RB1? Probably not, but... Hey, man, waiver wire is all about picking up those lottery ticket running backs. So Tony Jones is definitely a lottery ticket running back, and just just see if he's out there. Um, if you're the Camara manager, you, you're you probably going to want to pick him up. Okay. All right, moving into wide receivers, I got two names for you. These are guys that I'm absolutely picking up. Uh, Tim Patrick, rostered in 3% of sleeper leagues. He had four receptions, 39 yards, and one touchdown. In 2020, he had three 100-yard games and six touchdowns uh, throughout the whole season. So he is a he's absolutely a viable replacement for Jerry Judy. Now, he's not as talented. I'm not saying that. But he's definitely a guy that can step in and has produced in this offense before, albeit with, uh, with Drew Locke. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater is an upgrade. So, and I expect some... Solid production from Tim Patrick, and I'm willing to spend some money on him, probably eight to ten bucks. Um, maybe if you're in a in a, in a bind, maybe ten to fifteen, but uh, somewhere in that range is what I'd be comfortable spending on Tim Patrick. All right, the next guy, Rondell Moore, rostered in forty nine percent of sleeper leagues, five targets, four catches, sixty eight yards. I believe the stat was sixty of those sixty eight yards came after the catch. So what that tells me is that they are manufacturing touches for Rondell Moore and they're trying they're being intentional about getting him the ball. And we already saw that Kyler Murray in this offense, they're gonna put up a lot of points all season long. And I want pieces, and Rondell Moore might be the only piece left on the waiver wire. So go ahead and scoop him up, man. He is going to be a part of this offense. And if there's an injury anywhere on the field, he could definitely step in and be more of a full-time player for you. And you know, four for 68 is encouraging on five targets. So I'm absolutely going to be adding him to my rosters. All right, moving into some tight ends. I only have one tight end for you. Um, his name, it's uh, Jawan Johnson, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Rostered in 6% of sleeper leagues. He has He had three targets, three catches, 21 yards, and two touchdowns. Definitely gives me 2020 Robert Tunyon vibes. Uh, like for real, like it's three targets, three receptions. Like he caught everything that was thrown his way, low yardage, but two touchdowns. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to be Robert Tunyon from last year because Robert Tunyon played on the highest scoring offense in the NFL. And I don't think the saints are that, I don't think that's their identity, but the main reason why I'm telling you to pick him up is he has wide receiver tight end eligibility in sleeper leagues. Now, as far as ESPN and Yahoo, I'm not 100% sure 
what his eligibility looks like, but it, I'm assuming it's probably just tight end. But man, if he has that flexibility, that's a player you want on your roster because especially with, you know, in this in this climate that we're in right now with COVID and all this kind of stuff going around, if you have a player that you can easily move between three different uh, spots on your roster, you know, he can, you can play him as a tight end, as a wide receiver or as a flex, like that's that's super valuable. So Definitely add Juwan Johnson. Uh, I mean, he played really well. He flashed in the preseason. He was a guy that I mentioned on the Sunday Siege episode that I posted just past week. Get in there and get him. Uh, he's actually probably th- he's third on my list of players that I would um, spend up on. So I'd probably spend anywhere from 10 to $15 for him. So go and get him. 10 to 15% of my budget I'm spending on Juwan Johnson absolutely add them to your bench all right dsts let's talk about the two dsts that we that we brought up uh on the sunday siege episode man the washington football team against the new york giants daniel jones is a turnover machine and that washington football team their front seven is is legit man i mean their whole defense is really good but they get pressure uh chase young is an absolute animal so i am I would love to have them on my team. Now they're pro- now they're probably not on your waiver wire, but if you could have stashed them, that's that's what we're looking for. And uh, you know they did play the Chargers this week, so the matchup wasn't as great. But now that they get the Giants, they have a way better matchup. They should be a whole lot better for fantasy. And the other team I have here is Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. Uh, this was the team. They had to play the Chiefs in week one, and we all know how that goes. So not a great performance by them, uh, you know, fantasy-wise. But going up against the Houston Texans here, uh, the the Texans did just blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Jacksonville Jaguars were also the worst team in the NFL last year. So take that with a grain of salt. Cleveland should come into this game and dominate from start to finish. It's at home, and, uh, you know, Houston is still not a good team. I mean, they beat the team that was the worst in the NFL last year. So I know they blew them out. I know that they're all excited. Mark Ingram was super excited in his postgame presser. I think everybody needs to relax for a second and just remember that Houston is not a good team and you should be targeting them with your defensive selections from week to week. So, all right, yeah, the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns, I'm willing to spend probably about 6 to $10, 6 to 10% of your budget, something something around there. Not Nothing too crazy. Like, I'm not going all in on defenses, especially in week one. So try to get your defenses early, man. Stop, you know, don't, don't spend $15 a week on defenses on Tuesdays. Like, spend $0 or $1 or $2 on Sundays when the Sunday Siege episode comes out for this podcast. Super valuable information on there, man. You could have already had most of these players that I talked about today on your team already. So shameless plug there. Uh, All right, so now I'm going to move into the five players that are on my radar, guys that I'm not necessarily submitting waiver claims for, but guys that I'm definitely keeping an eye on for maybe later weeks or maybe even later in this week. First guy I'm going to talk about, Van Jefferson, rostering 8% of sleeper leagues, three targets, two catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. If this offense is as good as advertised or as good as they showed on Sunday Night Football, 
I want pieces. And Van Jefferson is a good wide receiver. And I mean, he showed he had two catches, 80 yards and a touchdown. Like he could be with Matthew Stafford in this offense. This could be an electric, an electric unit. So uh, next guy, Zach Pascal, rostered in 4% of sleeper leagues, five targets, four catches, 32 yards and two touchdowns. The biggest takeaway here, 90% of offensive snaps. I mean, he was on the field like almost the entire game. So got to love that right there. Keep an eye on him. Maybe add him uh, moving forward. Uh, I was big on Paris Campbell. I think that ship is starting to sail now. So kind of a sad day, but whatever. All right, next guy, Kenny Gainwell, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, rostered in 32% of sleeper leagues. He had 11 touches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. He had a couple rushes and a couple receptions. So, But the big thing here is that he is the number two back in Philadelphia. Boston Scott did not play on offense, had no touches. I thought it was Boston Scott, but I guess it's Kenny Gainwell, man. It's Kenny Gainwell, the rookie, uh, I believe, six-round pick from this year. So, you know, really cool to see, man. Really cool to see that he won that job. So keep an eye on him. All right, De'Ami Brown, the wide receiver for the Washington football team, rostered in 13% of sleeper leagues. He played on 92% of offensive snaps. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. If... uh now, I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm not picking him up, I'm not submitting a waiver claim for him, is because of the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably out for an extended amount of time, and I want to see what Heineke looks like before I spend some weight, um, some of my fab budget on De'Ami Brown. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. All right, last guy I want to talk about, Cole Komet, rostered in 28% of sleeper leagues, played on 74% of offensive team snaps. He's, I think he's starting to take over, over uh, Jimmy Graham, and rightfully so. Jimmy Graham's just a, a red zone guy, and that's what kind of caps Cole Komet's upside. That's why I'm not go, going out of my way to pick him up. That's why I didn't list him in my tight end section of the waivers. So I'm keeping an eye on him. Could be a guy, second-year tight end. Could be a guy that eventually start to stream. But for right now, I'm trying to stay, not overreact to the 74% of offensive team snaps uh, stat. So keep an eye on him, and he should be a guy that we will be talking about later in the season. All right, guys, that is going to do it for me tonight. Go ahead and follow us all on social media. the Twitter handle at PigskinChamps on Facebook at PigskinChampsPod. We have the Start Sit episode week two coming out on Thursday. Got picks on Friday. Sunday Siege, Saturday Siege, whatever the episode is going to be. I don't know what, it's, what day it's going to come out yet. So got a lot of content coming out for you guys uh, the rest of the week. Hopefully you got that W on week one. And let's move on to week two, man. Have a good week, guys. See you.